this is our submissions app. Yep. Welcome to Hung Up. Welcome. Thank you for listening to our postgrad show review. So yeah, this is like a new format we want to fuck around with. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like group crit mm. slash like send us your work and we'll talk about it. Mm. So we're playing. We're having a play. We're playing around. Um, the first thing that like I thought about when we saw this work is this kind of like somewhat chilling like essay from a couple of years ago from Genevieve Felix Reynolds. She did like these pretty, do you remember what the works were? They were pretty cool. They were like those. Those sculptures. Yeah, right. Sculpture as painting. Yeah, painting like as sculpture. Some sculptures and some like flattened sculptures, yes. right? Yeah. And yeah, they were pretty like serious and stern and they were in. They were up against Matthew Harris, yeah, who was exactly. in the front room with like really fun, silly, yeah. like skeletons having sex and yeah. like. Yeah. And it was really dope. But then, yeah, so she wrote the like catalog essay for her room. For her room, yeah. And um, like the last part, it's kind of like this question of like, um, but yeah, anyway, I have to fucking put these keys in an Uber package before we keep going. Oh my fucking God. All right. Hit pause on the recording. Hit pause. All right. Let me try and approach this through another theoretical angle because the first two haven't hit listener. You you didn't hear those, but episode 14, White Pew podcast, Instagram has ruined the art world. What now? And to quickly summarize this. I think the core of their complaints is like 97% of artists are on Instagram and it doesn't serve us. And they're fucking pissed about this. Mm. And I think that kind of fits into like what we're doing today, which is like, yes, we contacted you through Instagram, Mm -hmm. the artist that submitted, Mm -hmm. but we're going to kind of take them somewhere else, Mm. take them to like a medium that we think is better suited to like engaging with art. And this is like the first time we've really tried this as well. Yeah. Because every time up until now, it's been like, we get on the train, we go to the exhibition, we go home, we have a sandwich, and then we talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it will be interesting. I definitely, like, I'm sure everyone does when you have art on Instagram or, you know, someone texts you something. Like, it just is less salient, unless it's like a friend or something that really grabs your eye. Like, Mm. you know, you just give it less space and less time than if you were actually there. You know, it's less important in the context of the internet. Mm. Everything's kind of devalued. Yeah, a little you, bit. you had a good point about that earlier. It's like, it's all mashed up with like, come to my party and like my grandma died and like, you know, donate to this thing. And like, you know, this guy's canceled. Like it's all sort of on the same flat playing field as every other little update from everyone's life. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how like valuable it is to go like, deep on like anti-algorithm stuff. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we are being a little bit like defeated by it sometimes. Mm. Like if you think about just like, I don't know, the art in its own space, Mm. like, I don't know, like you're doing a few different things at the moment and there's like commercial constraints, there's like budget constraints, there's like these external factors that can limit the like... I don't know, success of the work. Mm. Like it's not able to grow into what it would most ideally be because mm. of something, mm. right? We don't have enough money or... And in Instagram's case, like in the really like egregious ways, it's like, uh, your artwork can't be seen by your followers because it's a picture and not a video. Yeah. Or it's like this and not a reel, or it doesn't have these colors or... or it's got nudity in it or whatever. It's got nudity in it, yeah. blah, blah, blah. 
And yeah, I do wonder sometimes whether like we do have a bit of a defeatist attitude because like if you're like fucking artist 101, like you're like, I can't hate on Instagram and like rebel against Instagram um, because I need Instagram. And so it kind of is like cringy to hate on it because like what else are you going to do? And like even we find that, right? Like when we we might have loved someone's work and then we come home to record and there's no Instagram and we're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know like you you like take breaks. Yeah, I take breaks. You're back on, right? I now. just yeah, I just got back on as um yeah, but famously I take breaks. How do you feel being back on? Being back on. I feel a little bit like yeah, bird-brained by it. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta, I gotta like peck on the button again for today. <laughs> um, but I'm being a bit more mindful of my like one hour limit now. I used to just smash the ignore button like on autopilot. But now I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's enough for one day. And is it like, what's the main motivation? Is it like artistically driven? Like I need to keep... You know, I'm trying to get this photo career thing going. I'm trying to push music. I'm trying mm. to push like visual art. Mm. It's like, I want to s- stay in those minds. And if like, you know, an ex-photographer followed you, you'd be like sick. Like, Well, kind of. It's like, if, if some cool photographer followed me, I'd be like, fuck, like, don't look at this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm posting like stuff that like, I'm not trying to sound smart, but they wouldn't get it. Like, I'm I'm not posting like, oh, I was at a Chanel event. And like, here's me cheersing my like other sexy friend. It's like... Uh, no hate by the way like (laughs) if I saw you do that like that's cool like I'm jealous that you got to you got invited but like I'm posting like ugly photos of plumbing you know what I mean like I'm not you can't help it you're just like doing matte mode I have to I have to go matte mode yeah right so I will make a professional like yeah I'm this is me this is my work account but it's still just my like play around fuck around thing like I just don't think we should take it that seriously yeah interesting cool that's my strategy. And do you feel any, like one thing that was raised in this white pube article was like people creating like, and it's funny because there's like a commercial side of it. Have you heard of like these like like groups and shit? Where <laughs> you like create a group with a bunch of other like small influences or oh, whatever. And cool. then you're like, I like your work. You like my work. <laughs> but like, I'm sure like artists in a sense do that. Like, yeah. you know, if you see your friends post or whatever, you're like, there's like uh, maybe obligations too strong, but you're yeah. like, I ought to like yeah, this. Yeah, that's kind of just like... We ought to tag each other back. A and product you know, of knowing someone in real life or yeah. online. Yeah. But I mean, more specifically, if you know, like not if it's like literally your friend, like fucking at a party drunk, like yeah. more in the sense of like you're an artist and yes. you understand you're kind of trying to yes, lift boost each other, each other up. up the algorithm in yeah. a sense. Like, yeah. do you feel any of that? Like, you're like, I don't love this, but like I should, pr- like I'm, I'm helping. I'm very career. generous yeah. with my likes. Yeah. I'm like, I'll like your story. Even if I barely no matter know what. you. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause I want people to like my stories. Yeah. Such a like, hmm, I don't know. We need something better. We need a we new need, model. We need a new model. Okay. Aiden, would you like to describe this? Yeah. Work? I'm going to describe this. And I'm just going to set it up with, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of backstory. So this is Olga, friend of the pod. We interviewed them. Um, a few months ago, I saw their solo show, Philia, at Tiles. And I guess like the central, like one line summary of that is that it was about like friendship, like the closeness and like significance of uh, these like platonic relationships. And um, 
they teased this work that would be upcoming uh, at Pari. And the Pari show was called Solo. And that's like the opposite kind of uh, interrogation. This, the like text of, of the Pari show is like, the artist in Solo think, play, think, play with and share what it means to go alone. How can an artist working alone in a studio build community? Uh, what experiences make us feel isolated and how can we find ways to move through them in ways that feel bearable or generative? So yeah, I think like this is, these are like, yeah, some kind of big themes, but also like super, like you will feel these every day. Like every single day, you've got to be like lonely and by yourself. And Increasingly so for, in, in this age. Like, think, yeah. yeah, totally. Huh. There was this, there was some stats about like, um, how much time kids spend with their friends. Yeah. Um, and it was like, um, it's dropping all, all across the board. This is in America. I don't know if we have this. How much time they spend with friends. With friends. It went in like in 2013 from like six hours a week down to like three hours now. And it started before the pandemic. And it, it literally, there's no, there's no like lifestyle or economic or like cultural factor that like, influences that number like rich kids poor kids everyone it's going down does that include like playing video games together uh is that i don't think it friends? does no it means in person with okay friends. so yeah. so you want to get into the video games i don't want to get into the video games but like that counts in my opinion playing Fortnite with your friends it's like it sounds pretty fun. you get half a point you get yeah you get no let's make it one quarter of a point one quarter yeah you get one quarter of a point an hour with you in Fortnite is like 15 minutes with you IRL. Yeah, probably. Okay. I love you so much. Yeah, oh, yeah. maybe that's nice. generous. All right. So we got one minute to talk about this work before I have to drop the keys off. All right, let's go. Okay. So this is called Untitled and then in parentheses, Call Dad. Vinyl huh. on wall. It's a small, what would you call it? Is it a painting? 25 huh. by 19 centimeters. And it's just text, uh, all caps. Helvetica. The dialogue is now one person and it's like right justified. Yeah. But like, is that right? It's right justified and it's backwards. right aligned. Yeah. Right aligned. So yeah. all the, the margin is on the right. Yeah, exactly. Check it out on Osviatova's Instagram for a guide. Immediately. It makes me think of like death, like mm. your dad has died. Mm. Huh? Yeah. I didn't, my mind didn't go there, but I didn't see the title until with, you with read With help it out. from the title. Yeah. <clears throat> the um, idea of loneliness is becoming like a sort of pervasive theme for everyone, I think. Like, we don't need to preach about phones anymore or, or the internet anymore. Hmm. I think also like the sort of the, the singularity, the like the, the, the loneliness of being an artist is also like a big theme here for me. Yes. It's like, even though you're surrounded by this community, like you're all doing your own, you know, art streams. Like you, you've all got your own. I don't really see that many like group. There are some, but it's yeah. less common. It's a, like, no, for most, yeah, there are some, but for, yeah. For most, it's like the crunch time is yeah. my brain and my material and yeah. I'm by my goddamn self. Like, yeah, totally. That's the yeah. bulk of it, right? Totally, it's yeah. fucking quite scary yeah all right why don't you riff for a second okay yeah Aiden's gonna go and speak to a man about a dog about a set of keys it's right there um so 
It's difficult. It's a really little, uh, opaque artwork. It's not a, as simple as a catchphrase. It's kind of like a declamation, like a sort of sad um, realization of something. Um, you could, it, I don't know, does it, Aiden, does it have like the end is nigh energy to you? Like, do you think? Like, like you're the last person left. Yeah. I'm the like last. you're the last person. You are Will Smith. Yeah. In I Am Legend. Mm. Yeah. Favorite movie of the pod. Did I tell you about, I came across, you might, you, have you heard of this sci-fi called I Want to Scream But I Have No Mouth? Can we talk a little bit more about I Am Legend? Because it fits exactly with this. Go on. To some extent. Like the, um, there's this big like uh, sort of era of zombie films, right? Like we all, we all know about the zombie films um, of like, what is it? 2009 to 2016 or something you could say. Mm. There was like, everything was zombies, like Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Uh, Will Smith with zombies. Zombieland, the movie. It's like zombies, but make it funny. Mm -hmm. uh, 28 days later, zombies, but make it serious. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, zombies, but make it really stupid and funny. I know someone who was in that, actually. That's pretty cool. Um, I had this theory. I'm sure this is already a thing, but it's like there's kind of this uh, rising uh, wealth gap and people are, people are worrying about being the, the last rich guy left in their BMW and everyone's all the poor people are banging on the windows as you're trying to go and do your weekly shop mm -hmm. and they become the zombies yeah. in their sort of metaphorical mind space. And like um, the Will Smith one's awesome because like Will Smith has always been um, a vessel for what we think is cool, especially in his early years. Like we were like, fuck, that's cool. <laughs> like literally everything that he said in movies mm. was to be cool. Even when man was a goddamn fish. Even when he was a fucking fish, we had to make him cool. And also that filtered that filtered out into the real world for him. And that's why he had this big explosion at, what was the thing? At the Oscars or whatever, at something. He like blew up and he's like, don't you ever talk about my wife like that? Like that was like lines from a movie that he was writing like live, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I think like Will Smith is a really good avatar for sort of people feeling cool and like they're the first what do you call it? Like they're the main character yeah, sure. in life. Mm -hmm. And um, I think like that, that sort of zombie, it's the zombies, like it's all the fucking, it's the poor people versus mm. me thing, like kind of comes up um, when I think about this kind of sentiment of like, just this increased like alienation sort of island. Yes. Every man's an island yes, kind yes. of world. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's interesting to like, I can't help but think of like, the medium is the message over and over again. I've just been fucking caught on this goddamn hook for like yeah, a we, month. We're now. not stuck on this. We're still I'm st talking about. I'm it. Yeah. in it right now, so we're looking we for full. What do you what do you call it? Full disclosure, listener. Mm. We've got like the work. The dialogue is now one person up on a TV, which is the Instagram post. And I can't like, uh, you know, Matt and I think about poetry and read poetry a lot. And I'm, I think like most work. I would always advocate to be seen in person, mm. except maybe two caveats like video work. I wish you could fucking watch it on your couch. Yeah. Like I know Come why you on. can't, but yeah. like, I just think it would be, you know, it could be really beautiful and it's really hard to watch it in a gallery most yeah. of the time if yeah. it's longer than like four minutes Yeah, and sometimes text work, because yeah. to be honest, like I think text work 
it is a hard medium to be to fuck with like it's adjacent to poetry concrete Mm. poetry it's really tricky like Mm. this is really tricky like i find myself walking past it quickly but you know kind of being at home right now and having it up on the screen like it's kind of doing it's almost like we own it Mm. it's almost like it's been like placed on on matt's wall here Mm. and we really get to hang out with it Mm. and we get to notice like i've been just looking at like the shapes of the letters yeah and it's got some like some like you know all those o's in the center yeah they're like making patterns and it's yeah you know giving me some like old-timey poetry shit where like the poets would fall in love with the shapes of the letters yeah you know like where, where the letter is like a brush stroke yeah it's all caps, by it's the way. It's all caps. And then there's one kind of interesting grammatical inflection. Like the dialogue is now one person. Like I feel like it would be more natural in conversation to say like the dialogue is one person now. Yeah. This is almost more like declarative or something. Mm. But yeah, also, I mean, like there's a fundamental tension or like impossibility there, right? Like a dialogue can't be one person. Well, the, the word dialogue implies two parties die. die exactly, means, yes. Both. Yeah. You can't have a one-person dialogue. Yeah. Hmm. It's cool. It's nice. It's it's very pretty. It kind of, there's this like way that it's starting to look for me where like the is now is sort of like holding the dialogue. Hmm. It's like balancing it. Hmm. Yeah. And the one, just the word one is like upsetting all that balance because it's so thin. It can't hmm. hold up all the text hmm. on its own. Yeah. Now, it, now it's like ready to topple. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, cool. I like it. Good reading. Now I'm going to be stuck with this. So like, thank you. And that's like some fucking cool, cool old artist was like, the goal of painting is to make like memorable images. And it's really fucking hard. So if you like have that moment or like a song or a poem where like one of your audience is walking around and they remember a fragment of something you made, like fucking good job. You succeeded. Yeah. So yeah, this is really cool. Thank you for sending it in, Olga. Thanks, Olga. And yeah, I think... Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One other thing I wanted to say was like, it is interesting also to have stripped this one work out of the context of the whole exhibition. Yes. Right. You know, like we would never really do like that would be a really funny way to like, you go to Parramatta, you walk straight in, you see this, you're like, cool. And then you're like, I'm out of here. (laughs) Later. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is the format. And I think uh, it's, we're, um, I think we're going to enjoy looking at artworks that you guys submit one by one like this. Mm. Yeah, true. You know? Yep. All right. All right. On to the next. Ding, ding, ding. This one? Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you want to intro this one? Yeah, sure. Let me stand up so I can read the, the stuff. So this was submitted by Clementine Bell McIntosh. And they are an emerging artist currently completing their honors in visual arts at ANU. Their work tests ways in which we can connect to local environments through engagement in the gift economy and non-human collaboration. Bro, that was one of my like art 1001 philosophy questions. It was about like, um, does art need to be made by a human? Cool, cool. (laughs) Nice. I'm like, nah, bro. Nah, bro. Yeah, snail's it. an artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for dog. real, bro. For real, snail <laughs> was our step great, on here. our great, <laughs> our greatest artist. <laughs> Truly, our most valuable artists. Yeah, agreed. So, God yeah, is an Clementine, artist. Your work hmm? is really cool. Thank you for sending um, uh, a few in. We just picked one. Yeah, which really jumped out to us because it's quite 
unlike I think most of the stuff we see or maybe it's even beyond like you know because we go to galleries mm. this is work outside of galleries so yes. it's kind of cool because we wouldn't you know wouldn't normally be able to talk about something like this mm. yeah this artwork is called plant paper by industrial creek and it's recycled recycled commercial paper waste from brisbane cbd and native flower seed mix partially buried in a creek bed november 2021 mianjin yurong pili qld um so it's like these sort of uh, what would you call them? Like flattened discs of this uh, paper, recycled paper. It's like pulp still, basically. It hasn't yeah. really been, I don't know if it dried out or not. Um, with some native flower seeds that have, at this point that the photos were taken, uh, just sprung out to present their first little baby leaves. And then in the next photo, they failed to establish with heavy La Nina rainfall. Yeah, so we're looking at like a series of three documentation photographs. Yeah. But I suppose the work just exists there. Yeah. Like in its, you know, truest sense, it just kind of exists there. And yes. it's not signposted as a, like an artwork. Yes. What's this? That is a brick. <laughs> that is a brick. Yes. Cute documentation. Though. I really like it. Yeah, great documentation. So yeah, and I was reading a little bit about these little paper. I guess it's like... Yeah, homemade paper, and mm. then it like, you know, recedes into the uh, soil, mm. and so you're just left with the plants, mm. just like that. <laughs> Matt um, has a very beautiful version that he has made. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aiden's being caustically ironic, and I'm just gonna <laughs> take it in my stride. Never ironic. Um, yeah, so I I guess like yeah, process wise, it's pretty interesting. Like. It's pretty extremely opposed to anything uh, you could consider like inside the traditional cycle of like galleries. Mm, yeah. You can't buy this. You can't sell this. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It probably doesn't exist anymore, right? Like a year ago. Well, I mean, it depends how you mean exist. It definitely doesn't exist in this format anymore. It doesn't look like this anymore. No. Yeah, so there's there's a few things going on here. Like, I think let's talk about the existence question and the documentation stuff mm -hmm. at the end. Okay. But um, to start with, it's like the idea of th these are all like kind of gathered materials and like repurposed and um, how much more of a, a gentle way of operating and like creating that is. Like if you think about someone going to... Uh, modern times bookshop and art shop on King street and buying a tube of what is it? Montmartre, like really mm -hmm. expensive French paint. It's like, that's already been like, it's been mined out of the earth in Africa. Yep. And then it's been processed in a factory in Spain. And then it's been shipped to France and then it's been tubed in China. And then it's been sent to Australia, like probably, you know, mm -hmm. or the equivalent of, and then you get to paint your little red apple artwork with it at NAS. Let's say we always single out NAS. I promise we'll go to the SEA. No, hey. Right show. Um, fucking you, nah, students. You fucking love the apple, bro. I love the apple. That goes without saying. I love the apple. Look, I can I can do both. I can do McDonald's yeah, French no, fries, and Look, I can do. Sorry, I shouldn't even home, make you homegrown. Yeah, but everyone knows that I goes without I, saying. I got range. I feel embarrassed now that I had to point that out. Good. Go on, continue. Shut the f up. Wow. So <laughs> <laughs> you're a dickhead. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Don't I'm speak kidding. to me on air like that. <laughs> Beep. I'll be done out. I'll be done out. Uh. 
it's a much more gentle way of operating in 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 summary to do, to do that yeah no to say, awesome yeah. that is to say mm-hmm. and um i think like also like now that we have these gathered materials we're like again we're like not taking it to a gallery that has to have a utility bill and a postage address and foot traffic it's like no it's it's on the side of this um creek and uh it's open to the sky and like maybe just me and one of my friends and the camera and like the fucking snails and the birds and the bees see it um so it's kind of like on on one hand it's kind of like at an extreme it's it's at the edge of an art scene like like you know, this will be shown and like people are aware of it, but it's not like having something up in a gallery socially or in like the sort of, um, in the like physical art practice world, like all the spaces that we have available to us as like, yeah, city dwellers to go and do art. Like there's this kind of, um, concept in musicology that Christopher Little, I think his name was, came up with called musicking, which is like anytime you're doing something related to music, you're uh, you're at the front door of your friend's gig selling tickets. That's musicking. You're the sound person at the gig. That's musicking. You're watching music at the gig. That's musicking. This is kind of like arting for me in, in that sense. Like, I mean, that's kind of obvious, but it sort of just, it, it, expands the sphere of like of what art you know like you were driving us home yesterday and you told us a story of like these two six-year-old boys that you've seen like a couple times like walking each other home and you're like one of them fell off their scooter and his brother picked him up and the other one fell off scooter his brother picked him up and then we all laugh and we all like sit in that for a moment and we're like oh like we all understand like the gravity of that story and what it means and we're reading it like an artwork and it's humanity and it's beautiful and then it just goes like then the fucking song fades back in and you drop us off whatever and these works kind of tap into something like that it's like yeah like without saying well i will say it but like it's ephemeral ephemeral but it's just it's just so much broader um and then but one thing that i always feel and maybe this is just me that comes along with doing stuff like this is it's like less cool because it's less like you can't show it off in the same way like it doesn't smack of like it's kind of like hippie art yeah it doesn't really um it's not that jive with the algorithm that well it's not that sexy but it is fucking good art and it is really interesting and like i don't really think this kind of stuff will ever be sexy and that's okay because it's not about fucking making sexy shit it's about making like good art yes and that's that's the goal. Yeah. I think uh, mission accomplished here. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Very nicely done. Thank you, Clementine. Thank you, Clementine. We did also, just for the record, really like your other stuff, but we're sticking to one work for all the artists. Yeah. Everyone but has yeah. one. Cool website as one well. One iPhone per customer per day. Be cool. Yeah. All right. On to the next. Who next? Oh. Boom. We're coming through with a banger. Oh, this one's insane okay do you want to explain your relationship to this person this is like what fuck what was that new word there was like a new have you what's that like trendy new word for nepotism nepotism baby or whatever have you heard that no what is that oh fuck what was that stupid thing oh it's just nepo (laughs) okay cool so the next artist is like enjoying his nepo connection with me as my 14 year old 15 year old stepbrother um, stepson <laughs> he's not my stepson uh stepbrother 
shout out to Pum, who sent us through a pretty low res image, although I did see the higher res image on his phone. Cool. And it's like... It's, it's intense. It's cool. It's on fire. Like literally everything is flames. We can see three dragons swirling this central figure who is uh, sort of backgrounded by these big like diamond steel looking panels. It's like Microsoft Paint aesthetic. Yes. Um, with flames yes. licking up to the, the, the central figure. I assume this was drawn in like an iPad pad but yeah and oh yeah and there's also like this the the dude in the middle he's like he's kind of wearing like ninja clothes yeah and he's like a brown dude and he has like white dreads platinum white hair (laughs) covering his face and yeah he's running some kind of like gauntlet he's like hero mode yeah the lines across the middle of the diamond kind of give me um I kept seeing it as like some kind of like like a fighting ring, like a boxing ring or something. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it is. But yeah, there's very like these very like like modern sci-fi crossed with fantasy, like hero um, traversing through hell yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah, on hard mode. On hard mode. Yeah, cool. There's like action in this. Yeah. Which w- when do we see action in a gallery? Very rarely. Yeah, I guess it does remind me a little bit of those. Have you seen, I've forgotten what the artist's name is, but they're doing those like paintings of like scary guys, like pointing guns at you, like ghosts. <laughs> cool. cool. That's <laughs> Have you seen No, those? I haven't yeah, seen that. Yeah, those are pretty cool. But yeah, it kind of gives me that, like it's like giving like PlayStation graphics. Like this could have been like a PS2 game. PS1 level. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe a PS1 level. Yeah. It doesn't look quite so pixelated in high res. But yeah, it's cool. I really like it. Yeah, it's sick. It's very like cinematic as well. We've gone mm. for like a 16 by 9 or even 16 by 8, like an even thinner mm-hmm. aspect ratio, which is sick. Like a lot of people um, forget about this kind of cinematic, like True. widescreen uh, ratio. Truly. The square rules our lives. Hell yeah, Pum. Good shit. Good shit, Pum. Keep going. Never stop. Man will never stop. Man is always on job making work and showing me he's like here's a shark with like red eyes and like here's like version one and then an hour later like knock 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 on the door like look at what i did to <laughs> that's cute yeah he just moved back into the, cool. the family home so he's, yeah. he's getting more time with the family <laughs> um do we want to hit this yeah let's hit this let's get a little bit of description in the messages so our next artist is friend of the pod also another nepo um, connection Jake Starr Welcome Jake Okay, These works are called oh, are From To Kill A Cloud And Jake has described them as A bunch of Google Earth images About designer microclimates And planetary scale programming mm. What is that? What is that? What are those words? So they sound like Science fiction to me But also like uh, they might happen in our lifetimes. What do they mean? I don't know what they mean. What's this? Do you know what this is? Programming. Planet Scale is the MySQL compatible serverless database platform. Okay, that ain't it. <laughs> there was actually some academic articles at the top here that... Oh yeah, that's probably right. There we go. It's probably like this. Google Earth. Planetary scale geospatial analysis for everyone. Google Earth Engine is a cloud-based platform for planetary scale planetary scale geospatial analysis yes this is the mode right yeah it could also be in like a civilization building 
level, right? Like it doesn't necessarily need to be in a computer. Oh, it's like a, scar a scale. So like planetary scale programming, like for example, the Hoover Dam. What? You know about the Hoover Dam, right? It's like a big dam. So shout out Fallout New Vegas and the legendary battle between Kaiser's Legion and the NCR over Hoover Dam. Right on. Yeah, you get it. The NCR fought back Kaiser and held control of the dam so that New Vegas could keep their water supply running. Whoa. And then you as the protagonist get to choose who you want to side with. Who did you choose? Uh, I side with either myself or Mr. House, who's like this like um, old tech billionaire who's actually like a, a really old man who's floating in a tank and is represented as like a computer. I've never sided with the army or the, the legion. I'm like an independent. And I can't actually bring myself to finish the game other, any other way. Like I always go independent. I've played it like six times. Um, All right, let's go. Jake from To Kill a Cloud. These are a bunch of Google Earth images about designer microclimates and planetary scale programming. And they hit us with the cool sunglasses dude emoji. Do you mind if I peel back the curtain? Do you think Jake will mind and just say the last comment in this thread is never want to hang again. <laughs> so True. That's a, make of that what you will. Yeah. If we can uh, repair the beef on this, <laughs> we're going to be extra nice. That would be cool. But listen, yeah. if you, if that's, if your mind is made up. So think, for me, this is, understand. this is the hardest to talk about in this sense, uh, in the sense of we're not there in the space mm. because these feel like, damn, I want to get up close mm. and, and really take them in. Yeah. But yeah, I guess there is something to be said. So these are made up of online Google Earth images. And now we're kind of, you know, you brought that into the physical world and now we're back, like looking at it on our computer screen. Mm. Yeah. Why don't you give us a little description? They are two uh, boards, looks like, with painted... Uh, wait, go back. With painted... It looks like augmentations over Google Earth imagery, mm. like maybe highlighting um, roads or proposed roads or imaginary roads, uh, mountain ranges, um, you know, geographical data, rivers, water tributaries. Um, there's also a, a reference on the bigger of the two artworks um to the kind of grid style capture of the aerial imagery so it's like you'll see a big like for example patch of green grass and it's like been taken on three different days by three different like planes and three different cameras and it's got like a yellowy grass when it was dry and then a greener grass in the wet season like they're all stitched together so there's that like stitch is present here too and i think also uh not also i think um the sort of sum of all of this is a kind of like experimentation of this kind of drone vision overhead view um taking some things literally and using imagination uh to create and to erase details yeah there's a lot of like really effective abstraction going on mm. like the smaller work in the left there's like this like icy mountain aerial view mm. and then like the bottom two-thirds of the image are almost all white and i think maybe we're losing some detail just in the digital version yeah but yeah there's this like really kind of yeah 
stunning painterly like abstraction over them like mm. they've been edited into like some of this like beauty is is coming through mm. uh i think i like that one that's like the one that i'm more drawn to mm. that doesn't have any of those like line markings like mm. road markings it's kind of really clean but yeah together really powerful and yeah the these like yeah the greens almost like they're like filters or like little yeah i mean it does become very painterly to me mm. it's such a like natural subject i think for today's internet-y artists like yes just this abundance of megapixels on google earth it's just yeah. insane like the amount of detail you can look up and like now i've actually got a decent internet connection it's a lot more fun just like yeah. zooming around yeah once a day or so i'll just like pick a point like spinning a little globe and just yes. zzz, like zoom in yes. and see what someone's street in minnesota or yeah. colombo looks like my aunt's house by the river thames but these yeah. actually like i think the point that i was getting is these actually come out feeling kind of organic yes like, yes they're, they've kind of been abstracted to me back into like a more sort of generous like they don't feel hyper digital mm. you know what i mean they don't feel like i don't have this like critique or whatever of mm. that it doesn't mm. feel like i'm oh my god like the tech is too much or whatever mm. that's definitely not what's being said here yeah I, I i don't think no yeah i i'm getting that too cool hell yeah any closing words before we move on to film um i just i think like the just to go back onto this the photo stitches thing it may be because i love stitched photography um like just the the sort of like getting these details verbatim as like a framework to put your own sort of emphasis on other parts of the image like getting the the stitched aerial photography verbatim and the mountain range like that shadow area just it looks exactly like how it looks on, on google google earth i just i love that kind of which like, part um like you see this deep shadowy part on this one yeah and then also the 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 accuracy of these stitches being like like that's exactly what it looks like on google mm, earth mm. and i just think that's a really beautiful like um i would think of it as an intrusion of like hyper real representation with your own um sort of juxtaposition of like yeah imagination and um censoring parts of the image and like just you know, I just think that's a really cool, um, sensitive way to go about this kind of hyper real thing. Hundred percent. If you and I see yeah. a pencil portrait of my girlfriend, like, uh, um, it's and she's a hyper real, like for yourself, bud. <laughs> like I'm like I hate it, and you're like you hate it. But I love it. But yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> There's a lot of sensitivity yeah. here. Like it feels like this is a theme that's been like worked on and worked on and worked on. Yeah. And this is a like yeah, it's a really successful stage of this like whatever project or. Mm. Um, yeah, but I agree. I think that's a really good point. Like being able to blend it and make it to be like to make some of these internet things feel like art, mm. like, you know, that there's been some kind of manipulation or to feel like that they're successful with their like, a, you know, very even just a visual success. Mm. Like that's really important, yeah. you know, yeah. because yeah, you can just fucking go on Google Earth. <laughs> yeah. And like people and do do that, that shit. Out. Yeah, yeah people do that. Like yeah. for whatever reason, like, yeah, it can be quite deflating. Like when we yeah. have to be like, oh, it's just the thing or yes. it hasn't been like doctored or treated or just not. Yeah, it hasn't been, been worked on. What was your word? Musicking. Like it hasn't mm. been artinged. Mm. It hasn't been verbed up enough. Mm. But yeah, no, this definitely has. So cool. Fuck yeah. Good shit, Jake. Thank you for submitting. Thank you for submitting. 
That's the name of the episode. Thank you for submitting. <laughs> sure. Thank you for submitting to our will, <laughs> our iron will. Cool. And All then right. finally, a short film by Julian Haman. Haman. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with it. It's Oh Holly. Oh Polly. No, Oh Holly, baby. Yeah, oh Holly. An impressionable girl embarks on her first date yeah. in 1950s Australia. Yeah. Um, we're just gonna talk about I think the first kind of sequence in this because we can't do shot for shot. And just by the way, I'm completely cinema editor brain pilled right now. I've been in this world. So I'm going to be gushing. We're going to live react. Leave, leave the sound on a little bit. A little bit of sound. There's an opening shot of a TV with the radio going. Old magazines of black and white. It's all shot in black and white. Four by five or five by six. So like some kind of square ratio. Old books, old records. Okay, and now our character is on the phone. She is twirling the phone call and touching her hair and arranging a date with the person on the other end. In a really a beautifully joyful way that doesn't feel like we still get excited when we go on a date, but it doesn't get to be quite so Yeah, this is charming. Ele elevated 1950s. This is your first date. Yeah. This is your first date, yeah. <laughs> I did, oh, Okay, I, so here it is. So yeah. these cuts are what I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. So we have this cut of like this this setup of um, the character talking on the phone, really excited to see um, her date for the night. And then just let it play for a second. I want to talk about this cut that comes up. Wherever you want. I'll meet you wherever. I don't mind. Yeah. Just let it roll. Okay. Pause. So she's saying like seven. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll meet you. And then it cuts before we get to finish her sentence. That's such a violence, that cut. I love it. Like, it's like this kind of jarring, jagged cut. We cut to a completely different composition of, it's just all you can see in focus is the character's like eye and nose, eyebrow. She's doing her makeup in a little compact mirror. And then out of focus on the table in front of her, she's got the, the makeup mirror sort of down low. Um, on the table in front of her is a little clock out of focus, some other stuff, reflections in the table, um, a calm, calm scene, a calm like assemb assembly of objects, but just the, um, the, the sort of contrast between the violence of that cut and this kind of calm scene I love. And it kind of sets up, it's a sort of foreboding, um, emotional prick, a sort of jab that um, sort of pays off. Maybe I won't spoil the film for you, but- oh, You can spoil the film. So the, five minutes. The date never comes. Mm. So um, she ends up waiting at the diner for, for um, the rest of the night. <laughs> I think you should be proud of that cut, Julian. That's brilliant. Maybe you just watch the end as well. Yeah. The, the film is like, um, oh yeah. So <laughs> what do they call that again? They call it an intelligent montage is what I, I just learned this last night, but it's like, what's the intelligent part? It's just like the intelligent part being like, you're cutting together uh, frame or sort of shots that don't necessarily visually come from the same mm -hmm. uh, scene or mm -hmm. like like you're sort of supposed to intellectually join the dots yeah, nice. between them nice um <clears throat> cheeky visual metaphor so there was a bit of jump cutting of her walking away from the um failed date yeah. you we cut past this but she like falls asleep she's like That's waiting right. and waiting and waiting right. and then 
like she's like falls asleep and then realizes like fuck I've been mm. sitting in here for like two hours. Mm. She walks home and now she's on her bed. Yeah, and it's got this like I think this is probably the longest shot in the film of her defeated coming home, kicking off her shoes, and she's lit in this beautiful 1950s way with like a spotlight instead of like even room lighting, no practical lighting, which is just like light bulbs on screen. It's just a spot, <laughs> like a studio spot on yeah. her face. And it's this long, long lingering emotional shot. And then we cut to her with some tissues and she's sitting cross-legged. She's taken her makeup off. Yeah, they're like makeup wipes. And this, yeah, this stuff is like, like speaking on that... Um, Pari exhibition, like the solo. Mm. <laughs> There's just like, you're not meant to be here as a viewer. Mm. And that's tough. Like these like sad, like that's, that's really the, it's just like this crushingly sad moment, like mm. this pure excitement, like your first date. And then all the feelings that being like stood up conjures. Yeah. Like, I don't, maybe it's happened to me once when mm. I was younger. I don't really remember, but like, that would put me in a, I think, a pretty tricky spot. Yeah. <laughs> like you'd be fucked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then it just ends there and we get like the old school title. Oh, Harley. Yeah. Cool. It sort of plays like a, um, it's, it plays like um, a Lana Turner, we love you, please get up. Mm. Like it plays like a Frank O'Hara film, mm -hmm. uh, poem. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very nice. Yeah, dope. Um. I love the framing. I love the composition and the lighting, like very authentically 1950s, mm. um, but not uh, sort of overly um, maudlin. Like it's not, it's not sort of sadly nostalgic. It's just like, it's in the 50s and it was shot in the 50s. Yeah, like that's what they're saying. There's you know? kind of like a Sydney, it almost feels like a bit of a Sydney like joke because yeah. you're able to go to like all these, like there's like a shot outside like the diner and then yeah. a shot outside... Um, the Ritz or something. The Ritz yeah. and then a shot and it's like home of celluloid film. And then a, a shot outside like Kafta wheels. Yeah. Like all true. these like organically vintage like yeah. spots. Yeah. Um, so there's this like little kind of, yeah, like inside joke of like, ha, like, you know, these locations. Yeah. And then like frustratingly or not frustratingly, there is the one scene where in the background you can see like a couple 2020s, like <laughs> a guy like in a cap like yeah. <laughs> in the background if you if you squint hard enough, yeah. which is kind of like, to me, like I would like to read it as part of the scene. Like sure. it's just kind of this like funny joke. Yeah. Like this mishap that will always be there. It's like, fuck it. We already <laughs> printed it. Like, it's too late now. Yes. Yeah. And like, fuck it, leave it in, dude. Yeah, for sure. I also like just like one more narrative moment is that before uh, Holly goes on the date, she like meets up with her friend, mm. like excitedly for like some last minute reassurance. Pep talk. Yeah, yeah, which I, I fucking love that idea. Yeah, like, that's, that's very so cool. Fucking sweet. That's very sweet. And I've never seen that in a movie before. Yeah. It's like you get ready, close the door, you're on the date or something, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Mm. Good uh, screenplay. Yeah, really nice like treatment of a, of a like a stood up date. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. And yeah, very like Sydney mode. Yeah, very Sydney mode. Fuck yeah. Well, I think that was a fucking win, dude. I had a lot of fun cool. diving into those works. Me too. Um, yeah, send us more. Please send. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We will talk about your works if you send them to us. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. 100%. Well, pretty much guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah, pretty much guaranteed. It's guaranteed. someone that we didn't talk about today. There's we didn't like it. There's five more people we have to talk about. Okay, but we're not going to talk about Right? Yeah, we are. You're like, oh, it sucks. We are going to talk about it. But you just go like 30 seconds. Okay. 
Cool. It's a guarantee. It's guaranteed. <laughs> That's a guarantee. It's the hung up guarantee. guarantee to you that we will talk about your artwork. Could we have like you flag us if you don't mind like harsh criticism? Oh yeah, true. Yeah, that's cool. So it's like check this check a box if yeah. uh, if you don't mind us going. Check this box harsh. if you can handle the heat. If you can handle the heat, <laughs> and leave it unchecked if you want to if you want to go easy uh, mode. We'll just go. It's nice. We think it's nice. You're an artist. Oh yeah, you can like select your difficulty. <laughs> true. And, like if you're an emerging I want to give me nightmare mode. Yeah. yeah. I'm emerging going on nightmare mode. mode. No respawns. You start with no weapons and no bonuses. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you die in real life. And you, when, <laughs> and when you die on the pod, <laughs> you die in real life. All right, cool. All right, See you dude. next time. See ya. If you would like to submit an artwork to be on the pod, please just message at hungup.au with a picture of the work, a short description, your pronouns, and what difficulty setting you would like to play on. <laughs>